And now that I've gotten here and I see it, and I understand it, Rick, and I can grasp it, and I can touch it, and I can feel it, and I can taste it, I truly understand what you want. All you want is an opportunity to win, to compete, to dominate, to be amongst the elite, to be amongst the best. And darn it, I'm going to give you that. Welcome to the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Buckle up as we preview the biggest college football games across the South, along with your top five matchups of the week. Here are your hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Waddell. All right, guys, the Southern Blitz returns. We're going to talk a little bit more on our new feature, the Naughty and Nice list. We'll get into that here in a minute. Um, we got a ton of news to go over, especially with the transfer portal. We're going to talk over our uh, weekend of champions as we go over the conference championships, and then we're going to talk our own, own ideas on Heisman and Coach of the Year before we wrap up with our Ask the Librarian segment. Drew, a lot going on. Um, I'd like to say that, you know, through conference championship week, I managed to knock down the last two bets of conference play. I took K-State money line. And we took Georgia minus 17 and a half. So I'm not going to count my third bet, which uh, was North Carolina plus seven and a half, because that was not not Big 12 SEC. So I'm going to finish my year at 17 and nine and call it a day. That's not bad. The people need to appreciate you, Jordan. I mean, we, we need the people to uh, be a little more be a little more supportive. I'm telling you, you know, apparently, we jump, jump. We need to make this a business. Our need to make this a must, business. must just be terrible because we are paying people to. So listen, yeah. all you have to do is just follow the bets. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought you could give away free free money and get right. people to support you, but I, I don't know at this point. I don't know at this point. You know, you know I, did, you. I did get a lot of grief last week from uh, my friend Sam, who texted me after uh, after the weekend's games and was like, "Hey man, I uh, I bet my mortgage on your bets this week, and uh, you went zero and three. So <laughs> it was was not a good week for. I mean, he didn't he didn't actually bet on it, but." was not a good week for me betting wise, but 17 and nine on the year. I'll take it. Um, yeah, absolutely. We'll take it. Yeah, you're right. It's a busy time of year right now. Um, you know, it's obviously extremely sad whenever the college football season ends, but uh, man, portal opens on Monday. It's, it's, it's wide open at this point. The coaches are moving. Um, NIL deals are being signed. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, bowls are being picked. Um, rather maybe some not as exciting as we thought, but it, you know, it's a it's a wild time right now. We have a lot to get into, Jordan, and uh, it's exciting time of year. Yeah. Exciting time of year. Well, let's let's start with uh, just a quick uh, update on our our new segment, the Naughty and Nice list. So, for those of you that don't didn't hear last week's and don't know what we're doing, we're uh, we're getting a Naughty and a Nice list from everybody that every one of our listeners. We want to hear, especially Big Twelve SEC. Who is your favorite fan base in your conference and your least favorite? And again. Your favorite cannot be your own. We, we, we know that's who you're going to pick. So it has to be somebody other than your own fan base. I can't imagine too many are going to pick their fan base as the worst, but not that's not the answer we're looking for there either. So um, I don't know, Drew. I, I know we've seen a few uh, early, early votes. And to be honest, I've been, you know, the Big 12 answers have been more along the lines of what I was expecting. The SEC, though. It's all, all over the board. It's all over the place. I mean, there's yeah. there's hate going 
I, I saw a vote for Vanderbilt. I was like, yeah. Vanderbilt? How do you hate Vanderbilt? I mean, I that's like that's like hating your grandma or something, man. I mean, that's, <laughs> no, it, that's no. terrible. I mean, I, you know, my, my thing is there's only two – well, there's actually only three right choices to that <laughs> question in the SEC. It's A&M, Ole Miss, and Mizzou. I mean, those are the three. I mean, everybody else is just, you know, why, why hate them? You know, why yeah. even hate them? They've been all over the board, all seriousness, and – uh, the the Vandy one surprised me, but I will say SEC fans, we're coming for you this week. We got to get a better sample size from you, so be ready for Jordan and I because we will be reaching out to you personally if we can't get your uh, your, your vote this week because we need we need some more. Obviously, we're we're spread out. We need to narrow this thing down, Jordan. Who is the most hated? Who is the most? Hated? I, I I don't so. know because and again, people are and and that's kind of what I wanted. People are voting this different ways because I, I I get the vote for A and M, Drew. I understand they. You know, and even my aunt will acknowledge this. A&M has some obnoxious fans. So if you want to vote the the fans you don't want to listen to talk about how great their program is despite mediocre success, I get that vote. Now, on the other mm-hmm. hand, there's a lot that think LSU's got some some fans that are going to spit on you and throw things at you when you come to their stadium. That's that's kind of where I was leaning towards. Um, but, shoot, I had, I had a Tennessee fan, and he voted LSU number one as the best fans. So. Yep. Yep. And found it ridiculous that I found him ridiculous. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. The SEC is a bunch of confusing people, Drew. Yeah, they are, man. They are. They're, but it's because they're all incredibly intelligent, intelligent, bright people. That, that's why. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's why. That's why. That, that, okay. Well, we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to get you get you to reply to that one. So and we'll move forward. forward. <laughs> um, well, I guess the the big news that a lot of people are talking about right now. Prime time. Prime I'm is coming. going to Colorado, moving I'm out coming. of the swack. I'm coming, Jordan. Um, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, Drew, I'll, I'll let you kind of take get your take first. What do you think about this move in in, resp- in respect to Colorado? Hey, is this a yeah. great move for them? Bad move for them? What do you think? Well, if you're Colorado, you got to be tickled. I mean, you got to be over the over the top that that Prime would make this move. To me. I said it last week. It's kind of an odd move going from Jackson, Mississippi to, to Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Um, I love what what Fram said in his in his uh, welcoming speech. He goes, "I love I love Boulder, man. It's beautiful. We ain't got no crime here. We, you know, and all this stuff. And I mean, it's such a big transition. Um, if you're Colorado, you got to be tickled. Um, you got to be, you know, this is putting you on the map as far as a, a brand kind of name guy coming in, shaking it up. So. And listen, Prime had some other options. He had Cincinnati. I thought he was going to take that job, honestly. Um, but this is uh, so be a much better in, job if he got much offered. better. Yeah, and just in an urban area like that, it made sense. So anyway, I think it's great for Colorado for Prime. Um, I think it's an interesting move, but he he's thinking forward, no doubt about it. I told you today. Um, you know, I, I think that he's there for for three years. Me and you are a little bit different now. We think about prime himself i think he's he's great for college football i think that pre-nil pre-transfer portal he wouldn't be as interesting but now the gloves are off the rules are off i guarantee you prime negotiated a gigantic fund to be put together before he got to colorado he's already removing kids kids are decommitting um he he gonna he gonna pull some talent in there and listen jordan he's in the freaking pack 12 man i mean he you know it is a big move from the SWAC, but he could have immediate success. But we'll see how it translates. I know you feel different, so let, let's hear your side of things. I, you know, 
I'm not going to say it's not a good hire for Colorado. I mean, what do you have to lose if you're Colorado? That that program has been dead for a while. Um, so why not? I mean, it, it makes you sexy. It gets your name out there again. And let's be honest. It, if I've got a knock on Prime, it is not his ability to recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, our, our buddy Sam Beavers, who was one of our interviews earlier this season, um, he's a SWAC guy. He played at Arkansas Pine Bluff there in the SWAC. And he was just over the moon about Prime and everything he was doing for the SWAC. And I told him at the time, you know, because when he was landing these big-time recruits, I was like, Prime will not stay at Jackson State more than a couple of years. And when he leaves, so will all of these big-time recruits. And sure enough, Prime leaves, and now they're all hitting the portal. And I, I would guess probably following him to Colorado, if I had to guess. But sure, sure. regardless, they're out of the SWAC like we knew they were or knew they would. And honestly – Despite everything he did for the SWAC, I think it's just going to fade back to what it was before. That, yeah. that honest opinion, I could be wrong. Hopefully, I am. But nothing against the SWAC. Yeah. Um, yeah. Prime going forward, I, I don't know. I, I think he's an unknown commodity at this point. Yeah, he won. He won in the SWAC, but he won in the SWAC with four and five star players against guys that probably couldn't have walked on at the Power Five teams. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, an absurd talent deficient or difference. I mean, you're talking about having Bama talent and playing Vanderbilt. Like, it's just mm-hmm. not exactly fair odds. Um, so, I, I don't know. We'll we'll find out if he can coach here pretty quick. Um, but I think he's got he's got his work cut out for him. It's it's not going to be it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. So well, and also he he's supposedly bringing some guys and coaches. From all the way back to like, you know, back in the day from high school ranks, even, you know, and he is pulling guys like Kent State's head coach and stuff like yeah. that. So we'll, we'll see if that's, these guys that's can a nice translate. Land. And you know what? Kent State had some really good players on that, uh, on that roster. I mean, solid yeah. quarterback. They had uh, a couple good receivers and running backs that, again, wouldn't be surprised to end up if they end up at Colorado. But, you know, Cephas, um, their, their receiver, I mean, he's an NFL guy. You know, mm-hmm. I got to Kent State actually played Oklahoma this year, and I got to see him. And they, you know, they only scored three points on OU, but you you got to see enough of that guy. They're like, man, he is a he is a real talent, right? Um, right. So right. they they did have a couple players on that team, and you know, certainly won't hurt Colorado. Now, my my main issue with Prime, and this is a tough thing with 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 five star players as well as well is it's it's not a team mentality with guys like that. They are a um, a me first kind of guy and i still get that vibe off of prime and that's a tough that's a tough personality as a coach um Mm -hmm. just the way he is the way he acts he's flashy it's just it's different and i'm not saying it won't work but you Mm -hmm. know i I think you and i saw the same interview of his son during the during the one Mm -hmm. of the games and he's the the reporter asked him well how do you feel about your performance and he and he responds with well two feels pretty good about the way he played i mean the guy Mm -hmm. was referring to himself as his jersey number in the third person i no, and that's that's the kind of coach that Prime is, and I think that that mentality will not serve you very well as a head coach in, in the real real Power Five college football. We'll find out soon enough. You know, we'll yeah. find out soon enough. Regardless, he's good for the sport, uh, and he he drums up a lot of interest. And in, you yeah. know, for a school for a school like Colorado, who legitimately you know has no real presence, period or hasn't for a while, this is a splash hire for them. They can't yeah. – I mean, they have nothing to lose. They have nothing well, to lose, George. And you want nothing to talk to about success for him and immediate success. 
I mean, our next topic, Drew, is the transfer portal. And with the portal going open, again, Prime is a sexy name, and he's going to lure some talent. And with the portal, he can rebuild Colorado a lot quicker. Look at what Lincoln Riley did at USC. I mean, they nine of their 11 offensive starters this year were transfer portal guys. They just they went out and bought a team, which is yeah. – I, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole right now, even though I want to, Drew, but it is everything that is wrong with college football right now. It's sure. just – outright tampering and buying players off of other teams mm-hmm. so no you're dead on yeah you're right and, and you know you're what right. you're seeing it and we'll, we'll go ahead and move into the transfer portal talk but you're you're seeing it across the board guys that were starters and stars mm-hmm. at you know solid programs like oklahoma state's um leading tackler last year mason cop i mean a&m's apparently been tampering with him according to the the poke fans mm-hmm. um and he just hit the transfer portal. So he ends up at A&M. I mean, obviously, they, they look pretty correct with saying he, they, he, they were tampering because they were saying this before he had even gone to the portal or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, if you're a major team in college football right now, you're probably tampering to some degree. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, and I think it's a good time to to break in, uh, Jordan. I think, I think a good way to look at this is, you know, today is – this and uh, the portal officially opened up Monday. Guys jumped in before, yep. but uh, and I texted you last night. Um, you know, what I what I tell you it was a, it was an un- unbelievable amount of guys that had already jumped in. Um, it was like seven hundred uh, guys already. Yeah, it was not. Nah, it was I swear it was more than that. Um, I'll I'll look and see. Oh, 110 players already in the uh, already in the SEC. Uh, in the portal, and that, that was last night. So that was in one day, um, just from the so SEC. Just from the SEC. That's it. Uh, Seven hundred was the number I think total yesterday yep. between all the conferences. But anyway, the SEC. I think it'd be good for our listeners to hear kind of where it stands. Obviously, no surprise. A and M has the most guys in the portal. Fifteen guys total are in the portal. Uh, I think that are, that number's gone up today, Drew. I think yeah. they are up to eighteen. Yeah, uh, scholarship guys. They got a couple preferred walk-ons, but what they do. Yep, yep. Um, and I mean, you know, there's other there's other schools like Florida's got 15, I think. Arkansas's got 13. Alabama um, finally got in on the game. Man, you know, Alabama's got uh, five, uh, maybe six offensive linemen who have jumped in now. I mean, guys like Tommy Brockermeyer. They've got some skill guys. Former like five Joe, star, yeah. Yep, JoJo Earl. I mean, God, who would who who wouldn't want to have that guy or Trey Sanders? Well, I know Cohen, um, their starting guard, even hit the portal. Um, yep. Although I will say, and again, this is just getting a little deep in this whole thing, but uh, Cohen apparently followed about eight or nine different coaches when he hit the portal. And then not too long after that, he unfollowed all of them. So it kind of makes me think that Alabama got to him and were like, hey, and basically had to had to hand over an NIL bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, and I want you to talk about the Big 12 uh, after this, just some of the bigger names for our listeners, uh, big names in the SEC. You may know that have jumped into the pod at this point. Mike Wright, who we texted about yesterday, yep, Vanderbilt's uh, good grief. You beat two SEC teams. You know, somebody take this. Point <laughs> um, Luke Altmeyer, uh, back up at Ole Miss, lost the job to uh, obviously, you know, the transfer there. I mean, we'll see. Luke could be a good pickup for somebody. Ray Davis. Running back had over a thousand yards this year. Good pickup for somebody. Old Haynes King is in there. You gotta hate this, if, Drew. I yeah, mean, Vanderbilt gets a 
finally gets a good quarterback in there, and then promptly he's gone because somebody yeah. else was like, oh, he does look good. And, and that's that's my biggest concern with this whole thing is, you know, let's say, a, I don't know, a Vanderbilt or an Iowa State has a star quarterback. Finally, like they recruit well, they find a good guy, and then one of the big boys, OU, Alabama, Ohio State, just like, you know what? He yeah. is a pretty good quarterback. I think we'll buy him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you're going to have to have some have-nots, and I hate that. You are. You are. And then, again, you know, it's guys like – well, the one that puzzles me the most, Jordan, is Mississippi State has lost their top receiver two years in a row now. Ra Ra Thomas jumps in. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, with the offense they run, for a guy to jump out like that, um, yeah. crazy. You know, you got Zach Calzada. I think he's getting he, offered money again. Yeah, it, he is. He's got to be. He's got to be. You know, it's, there's just no doubt about it. But keeping it kind of local, um, you know, for the Arkansas fans, I mean, Keytron Jackson jumped in yesterday. That one really makes you scratch your head because he was going to be wide receiver number one with yeah. all the transfers we've already had. So, anyway, that, that's a puzzling one. But uh, Dominic Ar- Lovett from Mizzou. Great, yes. And that that's a big pickup for somebody. Lo- he was the third players. leading receiver, I believe, for the entire SEC. Yeah, I mean, that's – that's a huge name. You know he's getting tons of money thrown well, at him. Speaking of SEC and a, and a guy that we mentioned earlier with Cephas um, the, from Kent State. Mm-hmm. So, Cephas just picked up an offer from Georgia just now. Mm-hmm. There so, you go. There you go. Yeah. Like I said, the kid has uh, has some very legitimate talent. Well, and there's Ra-Ra Thomas who's been offered by Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama. I mean, can you imagine yeah. the amount of money that this guy's getting thrown at him? I mean, I mean, Rob yeah. was clearly one of the best best receivers in the league, and yeah. again, it's just saying, "Hey, Mississippi State, he's too good for him to be on your team." And I hate that that mantra. Yeah, it's 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 wild, man. I actually some immediate news. It's good for Arkansas. Um, to me, say out of Lake, whatever. How do you say that guy's name? The defensive lineman. Yeah, Delhi. He he's from uh, from A and M. He's he's visiting Arkansas this weekend. So that's good news for us and and Marcus Burris as well from A and M. So we'll take all the big boys we can get. But oh, for sure. Long, well, and, and, long story short, I yeah, saw Delia is a former five star. I saw he he just announced he's going to Michigan State next weekend as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you said it. The the guys like Vanderbilt, you hate it um, because they're they're going to lose key guys, and uh, the rich will get richer in this deal until their regulation is the rich will get richer. But I know there's been some names in the Big 12 too, Jordan. Kind of give us an update on that yeah. end of things. Well, and and obviously we already we already talked a little bit about Mason Cobb, the uh, Oklahoma State linebacker. I mean, again, he had close to 100 tackles this year, was their leading tackler. And, you know, one of their big defensive ends, Trace Ford, just went in. So those those are a couple of the big ones off Oklahoma State, but they're, they're really having a bloodletting right now. Um, Oklahoma really hasn't had too much of a hit. Um, it on their side of things, it's more so processing guys that are going to go elsewhere. Um, they they did have a five-star linebacker in Clayton Smith, which he'll be a big name, and he might be a guy that maybe Arkansas takes a chance on. He's, mm-hmm. He does not really fit Brent Venable's system as much because he's built like a 3-4 outside linebacker. OU's now running more of a four down front or, or a three down front, but not with a, not with an outside linebacker similar to Clayton Smith. So he's somebody similar to Drew Sanders that, that I'm sure hog fans would love to get their hands on. Um, yeah. And then obviously Theo Weiss was former five-star receiver for Oklahoma. He I think he had about 14 catches, something like that this year. So mm-hmm. he, he has talent. He just 
doesn't show up for most of the season. So I, not a big loss after, you know, three years at Oklahoma, really not. Arkansas went to waste. Arkansas went to yeah. waste. So, hey, yeah. you know what? Have at him. I, if you guys can get the Texas Tech version of Theo Weiss, it's a, it's a steal. You know, yeah. he had 123 yards and touchdown against, against Texas Tech. So he can be good. Um, you know, I think one of the bigger names is probably going to be Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders, which I think you and I talked about last week. I said that that was one that I expected. I'd heard Oklahoma State was wanting to move on. Um, that's why Wrangell started that game against West Virginia in the final week of their regular season was the post-Spencer Sanders era. And and I don't think this was necessarily just a Spencer Sanders decision. I think I think this was kind of a mutual parting of ways, and Oklahoma State wanted to go ahead and move on from him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously, really, really big loss for them. One, one that's interesting and not surprising, I guess, TCU has zero portal entries right now. Georgia doesn't either. Georgia yeah, has none that's either. That's weird. So. What did those two teams have in common, Drew? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder. I wonder, huh? Oh, man. So, but yeah. other than that, I mean, it it hadn't been too terribly exciting from the Big 12 yet. Um, you know, it's we'll see. Still early, very early. It's, still, yeah, very it's early. still early. I mean, we we just now opened this thing up, Drew, and I mean, it's you know the FBS portal timeline is you know December fifth, which was for us yesterday, and it doesn't close until January eighteenth. So. Mm-hmm. We we got over a month of this. Um, obviously, the first day is probably going to be the most most madness we will see. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's still plenty to plenty to go on with this thing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. No, no. Um, unless you got anything more on the on the portal talk, we can go ahead and move into recapping last week's games with the uh, conference championship games. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, that's the week where champions are crowned, and uh, Drew, you, you came up short. Well, I tell you what, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. We're not. We're not calling this thing. Counting on those. About, counting on those yeah. meaningless bowl games. That's to pull out right. Of victory, I see. Yeah, I see. That's right. We're gonna make it a little crazy. A little well, crazy. Quick, quick update on the on the records now. Um, I went four and one through the conference championship games. Drew went two and three, so I do own a two game advantage over him. It is. I'm 43 and 27. He's 41 and 29 overall. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hold on to that lead. But mm-hmm. no, let's start with the Friday night game that you know I I threw on my Utah Utes t-shirt, and <laughs> man, they did not disappoint. Drew, I didn't pick them, but they didn't disappoint. So what a game, man! What and what a, ended up being a blowout. And the only shame is that and I know this hurts your heart so bad. Yeah. That uh, we weren't looking at a completely healthy Caleb Williams, but um, he, he, you know, you got to admit the guy was a warrior in the game. Uh, but I tell you who else was a warrior? Freaking Cam Rising was a warrior as well. Yeah. Uh, taking, oh man, he, he took a heck of hit. a shot at one point. He popped right back up. Yeah, no doubt. And so, uh, boy, this one was painful uh, for for USC, no doubt about it. Yeah, they and, lost. They uh, lost a lot in that game for sure. Yes, they lost a lot in that game, but. Great game. Um, so Utah, Utah wins it. Utah well, and, wins it. And you know, in true Lincoln Riley fashion, you know he's been always been so focused on the flash and uh, the skill position. So I mean, they, and they they do. They have phenomenal receivers. They have a phenomenal phenomenal quarterback. You know what they don't have, Drew? They don't have an offensive line. And Caleb Williams got murdered in yep. the game. And I tell you what else they don't have. They don't have 
guys that can tackle anyone. No. <laughs> so, no. So, no. They're just trying to strip no. the ball the whole time and letting the guy go for another seven, eight yards. Exactly. But exactly. No, and, and Utah dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and it's always going to be tough to win if, if you're getting dominated at the front line. So, yeah. Yeah. And they didn't, yep. which was just, just heartbreaking for me, you know? Yeah, just pitiful. Just um, pitiful. I'll tell you what. Just pitiful. I hate to see it. I hate to I see know. it. I know. So, you know, UCF Tulane, Tulane, obviously we both picked them and they, and they handled their business and they're, they're uh, they will be rewarded with a matchup with that USC team. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if Caleb Williams is planning on playing or, or, or what the, uh, what the prognosis is on his hamstring and stuff. Um, but either way, USC is going to get everything, get everything Tulane's got. So that should be an actually fairly interesting game. I think. I would highly doubt Caleb Williams plays this game. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean with no, and if he yeah. doesn't, I'm gonna pick Tulane to beat him. So, no doubt, no doubt I, about it. I don't it. think that USC team is very good at all. I mean, that's a, a to me that's a six win team without Caleb Williams. Even so, with Caleb Williams, I think this is a, a tight game uh, that will come up in the bowl games. But but yeah, they took care of business on Saturday, no doubt. Yep. So, you know the uh, uh, one of the ones that you and I had different Clemson North Carolina. Um, you know, if I knew Klubnik was going to play as much as he did, Drew, I would have picked Clemson by. I, I wouldn't have been so hesitant on picking Clemson in this one, um, man. But this thing, Klubnik in the game drew twenty of twenty four for two seventy nine. I just, it honestly, it, it's an indictment on Dabo. Yeah, one with DJU. I I don't know why he didn't see it. We've been talking about it all year on the pod. Yeah, why still rolling with that guy. You and I were texting about the Saturday. I I, I think. This this reflects extremely poorly on Dabo that he could roll with DJ the entire year and yep. see a guy like Klubnik play, you know, so well in, in multiple appearances. Yeah, this, no, this he wasn't saved. the only time. Yeah, Klubnik saved, and they were down, I think, by double digits to NC State, and then Klubnik came in and brought him back to win. Yeah, I just I, and at that point, I assumed now he's now he gets it. Now he's going to finally move on from DJU, and yeah. he didn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and uh, you know, this is my hot take, Drew, but man, I think Clemson is a very legitimate national title contender and definitely a playoff team if they had made the move to Klubnik. I think so too. I think so, so too. Yeah. That defense is plenty good. I mean, North yeah. Carolina's got a great offense and one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and Clemson shut them down. Yep. I agree. I agree. So, and, and DJ's in the portal now. So, yep. there you go. Well, I, I don't know how much value he has, but he, he's going to have to step down, a, step down a level for sure. Yes, yes, I agree. So, all right, Big 12, a game of inches, Drew, for the second year in a row. You know, last year Oklahoma State diving for that pylon came up about an inch or two short. This year it was Duggan diving down to the one-yard line and then, you know, back-to-back plays they couldn't punch it in. And then K-State wins it with the walk-off field goal in overtime, but – what a uh, – and, and you know what? Just the epitome of K-State. I mean, every man a Wildcat, a goal line stand to win the Big 12 championship. How fitting is that? Uh, I, I agree. You know, and I'll give them credit, Megs. We've got some K-State uh, uh, fans who listen to this. I mean, they're just a gritty team all year. And, uh, you know, you got to love Will Howard. You, you, just they were – they were just solid all year. For them to win in this fashion, it just seemed fitting. It just seemed right. You knew TCU was going to drop one at some point, and maybe this is a good thing for TCU. They're well-deserving to be in the playoff. 
But maybe they get this this loss out of their system. Who knows? You know, maybe they play their best ball coming up. But uh, K-State gets a lot of credit. And, boy, how things could be different, you know, if K-State has one less loss on the record, you know, yeah. for the year. So, it's uh, – but, hey, kudos. Emaw, baby. Emaw. Emaw. Well, and, it, you know, it's got to make you a little bitter, Drew, that this is a game that we were we were different on. And that TCU team you kept picking to lose, and the person that gets it right is me with the no, no. Big 12 championship. So no, no. I did have a K State fan that texted me uh, after he listened to the pod last week, and he said, "Thanks, thanks for picking us to lose. It's a, it's a definite <laughs> win." So I said, "Yeah, I said, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome." Well, I guess our uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap up with the the SEC championship, and I'm going to call it a game. It really wasn't much of one. I, I told you, Georgia by three touchdowns, and sure enough, they. You know they could have blown this, blown the doors off, but they 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 pulled all their starters late in that game and just coasted to victory. But fifty to thirty, uh, LSU was not even remotely competitive in this one. No, they weren't. Not not a good game, and hurried uh, down the stretch. But it, you know, needless to say, good good year by Brian Kelly, and uh, but they just they ran out of steam there at the very end. Yeah. Now I will say Nussmeyer coming in for LSU did show a spark, and he looked good. Yeah. Um, granted, he's playing the backups for Georgia, but, you know, maybe – I mean, that that looks like the future for the Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. So, maybe we – maybe he's a he's a force to be reckoned with next year, but we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. you know, not, not one of our top five games, Drew, but I guess we will at least, you know, give a little bit of a, a hat tip to Michigan for taking care of business and rolling through Purdue. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Not much of a game, but uh but they took care of business and they, they are where they where they're supposed to be, which which can't be said for a team like uh like USC. So because yeah. uh, they're, they're no longer there. Of course then again TCU didn't take care of business and they're still they're in there. there. So <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I, you know, let me let me get your take on it, Drew. I'm I'm curious what you have to say. TCU still in the playoff at three, Ohio State slides in at four, no Bama, no Tennessee. How do you feel about it? I love it. I think they got it right. Um I think I think they did what they had to do. You know, you cannot slide a two-loss Alabama team ahead of a one-loss Ohio State team. I mean, listen, yeah, the Big Ten was weak. Don't get me wrong; I'm not a believer in the. Big Ten. However, you can't knowingly do that. It, it would have cost absolute chaos. TCU is absolutely deserving. I'm glad they're at three. The Big Twelve is extremely, um, in my opinion, there's a lot of parity in the conference this year. And so I think they got it right, but I do think it just it shows you why we need the the twelve team playoff. I mean, I you know, other other teams needed to get I, into this thing, and they needed a well, chance. But you know, the twelve team playoff means Bama's never missing again. But never missing again. But they yeah. they got it right this year. Now I think I agree. the best and, and Bama's resume, you know, it, it really wasn't that impressive, Drew. No, no. I mean and the, listen, the only good teams they really played, they lost to. Yeah, and Nick Saban. You know his big his big uh, complaint was, "Hey, look, we we played so well down the stretch. We won our last three games." I'm like, "Dude, that was against Ole Miss, Auburn, and then some other, you know, uh, Troy or somebody. I mean, not Troy, yeah. but it was just some other, you know, team that doesn't matter. G five team. So, I mean, really, can we sit there and say, "Hey, they're playing great ball"? I mean, no, we can't do that. So, the argument wasn't there. I do. I will tell you this. I think that. I think you know, I, I don't know the games are interesting, but I, I think Georgia and Ohio State's a really interesting game. Um yeah. I personally think that Michigan will handle TCU. You know, we'll see how it goes. But um anyway, I, they got it right. 
they got it right. The controversy yeah. wasn't there. They got it right. I agree. And, and you no, know, I think Ohio State might be the scariest team of those three for Georgia to actually play. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ohio State is not lacking in athletes, and if they have an on game, Georgia might be in trouble. So I think I think it's an interesting game for sure. Yeah, no, um, no doubt. So we'll we'll roll with the with that straight into our Heisman talk um, because Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett is one of our Heisman is one of the Heisman finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sent this to Drew right before the pod. I thought it was an interesting little fact. Stetson Bennett, Heisman finalist in the year twenty twenty two. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman in twenty sixteen. Those two guys were born in the same year, mm-hmm. which is just shocking, honestly. But mm-hmm. yeah, Stetson Bennett's twenty-five years old, so he's 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 been around. He's seen some things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to read that text about five times to to, to actually understand it. The math was um, not making sense. I know. Yeah, yeah. The math did not did not register in my head, but uh, but yeah. Hey, listen, the husband should be really interesting. I mean, you know, and good for Stetson for getting in there. He he doesn't get yeah. his due, man. He doesn't get his due. He does. He, he deserves he, to be there. Yeah, he does. It's a you know, it's I I think he's I think he's had a great year. Uh, he's not my pick for Heisman. Um, I, I'm curious, Drew. Who who's your pick right now? I say right now. The season's over, but uh, yeah, who's who's your pick for the Heisman? It's tough, honestly. Um, but if I'm looking at the overall best player in the country it's caleb williams i mean yeah. it, it is i mean he is the best player in the while max duggan has been valiant in his efforts caleb williams is the best player in the country no doubt uh, it's not cj stroud it's not stetson so it's got to be caleb williams I, I, and i i 100 agree i do wonder and i'm sure you're probably on the same thought process if hendon hooker's still healthy oh yeah i mean oh, yeah. then you've got a then you've got a legitimate conversation yeah. between those two yeah. um Again, Hooker getting injured, it kind of takes that away, and it, it almost makes it a slam dunk for Caleb Williams, in my opinion. I mean, Max Duggan's a great story. He's a warrior. He is nowhere near the best player in the country. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of years where I think it shouldn't be always be the quarterback on a great team. It, you know, there's a lot of defensive players that are honestly the best player in the country. This year, no, it's a quarterback, and it's Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah, so, I agree. I agree. Okay. Coach of the year, Drew. Give me a few candidates and tell me who you think is going to win. Or oh, not necessarily who's going to win, who you think should win. Coach of the year. Man, that's uh, that's interesting. I don't even know if I've thought about that a whole lot yet. I, you you I, go I first. Start. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll you start. go first. Let me think about this for a second. I, I mean, you've got, you've got quite a few options because um, you've got Willie Fritz there at Tulane. I mean, you know, that's that was quite a turnaround for them. You've got Josh Heupel at Tennessee. I, I think everybody's pretty familiar with the job he's done there. I mean, it's, it's extremely impressive, especially with the train wreck that Pruitt left with the Vols. Um, Sonny Dykes, first year with TCU, and they're in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Harbaugh at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, Kirby Smart at Georgia. Both those teams are undefeated. I just, you know, I think they had a wealth of talent compared to their opponents, and I, I, I personally wouldn't go with either of them. Um, I'm not going to give Lincoln Riley any credit because I don't like him. That's just, just being honest here. Um, and then you got, you know, a couple of smaller schools like Troy, UTSA, both I think won 11 games this year and won their conferences. But, um, you know, I, I think it honestly boils down to either Sonny Dykes at TCU, maybe Willie Fritz at Tulane or, or Heupel at Tennessee. Um, 
and, and you know, as much as I want to give, or you know, you, nah, I don't know if you can give Shane Beamer that much credit. I, I, I have to, I have to mention him at least. But yeah. um, I, I, I've got to lean towards Sonny Dykes. I mean, you're taking a non-brand football team, your first year there, and you're in the playoff at, at TCU of all places. That's uh, that's that's my coach of the year. But I, I've got Josh Heupel in a close second. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go Heupel first, and uh, just because I have so much SEC respect Homer. for, yeah, yeah just, just for where, just <laughs> for where they were. I love me some Willie Fritz, and uh, at some point he's gonna go somewhere else. He's a great coach, but uh, I'll tell you, the guy who won't win it, but should be at least talked about in some stages, is Oregon State's Jonathan Smith. And uh, if they win their bowl game, they win ten games this yeah. year, and so that's not easy that's in not, a place like that, Oregon State. No, you know, Dallas, yeah, they they don't they don't do those things. Yeah, and he's done well. He's been a good coach, not just this year, but several years in a row. So, you know, I'm not going to give it to Kirby. You know, he's working with NFL players, basically. But, you know, a guy like Heupel, um, to take them from where they were to be – and I just hated that Hooker got hurt. I mean, it killed so much of, of, of the year uh, yeah. as it is. But, I, you know, he'd be my pick um, with a close second and Willie Fritz followed by Sonny Dykes, I think, at that point. Wow. Really, really dropping dykes down the down the list. I'm not a sunny dykes guy, as you can tell. I'm just I, not, man. I think it's a flash in the pan year. I really do. I really do. And maybe I it really is, do. but it's a heck of a flash in the pan. To go... <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's just because we hate TCU fans. So yeah, it's because we. <laughs> That's fair. No, I you know, and I don't know if you think it gets the team, but you know, yeah. I just think that going to the playoff and everything for for TCU. I mean, that's. That's impressive in its own right. Plus, it's his first year, and he's taken over a team at TCU that was not very good last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they didn't make a bowl game. They were five and seven. So yeah, I mean, you you're talking taking a team in its first year from a losing record to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Dykes deserves it, especially to do what he did with a school like TCU. So fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But fair enough. Anyway, I know you've uh, you've got us a a solid Ask the Librarian segment, so I'll let you get us into that. Sounds good. It's time to Ask the Librarian. So, Jordan, going into kind of more of the portal talk, but I had someone ask me this week, the side that maybe we don't think that gets affected by the transfer portal, and that is the the high school kids, the, the high school seniors that are committing to their school of choice. Yeah. The question was, how does, you know, the portal being uncapped with no regulations on numbers affect high school seniors when they commit, uh, how they commit, how the numbers shake out, how, to, how it affects the urgency, those kind of things. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if you've thought about this. I can go first, but I, I'll pitch it to you. What, what do yeah. you think? I mean, I- Personally, I think it's a direct correlation. I mean, because you're now looking at essentially two recruiting classes at the same time because you're looking at high school guys and you're looking at transfer guys that you can bring into your program. And, you know, a lot of times with transfers, you know, they, they're playing at the college level. You got a higher a higher level of, uh, I guess, a starting point anyway. Um, you know, it's and, and college teams are going to use this on the high school recruits. They're going to be like, look, we need to get you in this class. If you're not going to be, be on board, we're going to go find some transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially with how the transfer portal lines up, I think it'll make early signing day even more valuable because 
kids are going to want to be committed and in their class so that they're signing in that first signing period so they don't get their spot taken up by a by a portal guy, which very yeah. well may still happen. They may they may have that coach come have that conversation of like, hey, I know we offered, I know you committed. I think we're going to go in a different direction, which is yeah, never a good look, and I hate that for a kid. Um, but I think you're going to start seeing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm the same way. I think the urgency there is incredibly high, which is funny because we were talking about how early signing period, uh, you know, it it mattered. And then, you know, late signing period has kind of gone away at this point. And it's really gone away now. I mean, late signing period in February doesn't hardly even matters at this point unless you're finishing out of class. But if I'm a high school kid, the minute that I'm halfway sure – I'm committing, man. I'm saving my spot because, you know, first of all, it may not even guarantee your spot. No. Nope. When a guy like Coach Prime comes in and says, hey, man, you, you ain't you ain't committed anyway. You, you're going to decommit, you know. And uh, if they find a better transfer guy, they're, they're going to tell you you're gone, you know. So the least you can do is, you know, commit somewhere that you are that you like, reserve your spot, because if you don't, it will get taken up. And so I think it dramatically affects high school seniors, and I think the process just starts that, you know, even sooner um, on that end. And, and Jordan, hindsight twenty twenty, coming full circle, if guys are committing earlier, and maybe they're not halfway, or maybe they're not fully committed and fully invested, and they end up at that school. Well, they're probably going to end up in the freaking portal anyway in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. you know, but maybe it's just the, the the genuine circle of life these days in college football. I, I, I don't well, know, but that's that's where I stand. And the interesting thing is there's this, the portal has created so many weird connections. I mean, one, now it's affecting high school recruiting, but it's also, it's also affecting the NFL on the other side of things. Cause you look at guys and I know, for example, with Oklahoma, I know they've been talking with Anton Harrison, our big left tackle, who's very likely getting a first round grade to go to the NFL draft. Um, but I guarantee you they're, tr- they're trying to talk to him right now. There's been rumors there. They've been making NIL offers to get him to stay in school for another year. You know, if he, they get him, two and a half million some we'll just and again i'm throwing out a number i think that's been rumored um they give him a two and a half million dollar nil deal to stay for another year well he was only going to make if you go in the end of the first round which is probably where he's going to land at that best you're only talking five million a year something mm-hmm. along those lines or maybe even less um so maybe it's worth it for him and he's like okay i'll uh, i'll stick around for a year and then and then hopefully go in the top 10 and that point your value goes way up if you're getting drafted that high so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but and i i think i talked to you about it earlier but the wake forest quarterback sam hartman that i've been so high on well i mean his head coach comes out and says you know right now i think sam's plan is to go to the nfl but if he gets a uh one of these monster offers from another team he may may go that route for a year which mm-hmm. is as, as his head coach that's got to be just crazy you knowing your quarterback's going to transfer go play somewhere else because he's getting offered a five million dollar deal Right. Which I don't know if it's that much, but you know Hartman Hartman's a really solid quarterback. I could I could see him demanding a few million and getting it. And with him, yeah. he's not a first round quarterback. You know, he's a third round, fourth round, and you know he he very well would make more playing one more year in college than he would in the NFL, which is absolutely yep. insane to me. Yep, yep. And there's guys staying in college that we've already seen this first two days that we're like, wow, you know, um, Kayshawn Boutte. Uh, yep. Some other guys that that have stayed. Did you know they've gotten some big? I mean, KJ Jefferson. They've got some some pretty good size nil yeah, deals behind the de- behind the uh, behind the scenes. So.
Well, and and the behind the scenes stuff is the worst to me, Drew, because I, you know, another guy's like like we talked about earlier, North Carolina's quarterback that's so good, Drake May. I've heard a lot of rumors about him picking up five million dollar offers for NIL to go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I I I don't know. Maybe I'm just on a rant and I need to get off my soapbox, but I hate that for college football because now you're just saying, well, North Carolina, you're not allowed to have a quarterback that good. He's going to yeah. go to Alabama now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. I agree. I agree. I agree. What are you do, though? world we live in. World until, we... until it's regulated, that is the world we live in. So. That's right. That's well, right. Drew, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with rolling through. We have our bowl games finally set. Um, we're what not going to get too well, – yeah. What are those? I, I, they're, they're basically scrimmages nowadays. Oh, okay, good deal. Um, good deal. I like that. We'll, I like we'll scrimmages. at least kind of run through the list for the Big 12 and SEC, kind of talk over the bowl games for a minute, and, you know, we'll leave our breakdowns for them for uh, – you know, future weeks when we get closer to the game time. Let's popcorn um, it. You want to popcorn it? You want to popcorn yeah. it? Let's, uh, okay. You want to start us with the, the first Big 12 SEC game? That, uh, yeah. 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 Go for oh, it. Well, are we, now are we, are we doing Big 12 versus SEC or both? No, 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 no. Just the first okay, game that, that pops up, which gotcha. will be one of yours. Well, I mean, this this is a, a very highly coveted bowl, the Gasparilla Bowl, uh, <laughs> naturally. Uh, huge deal. Missouri – Versus Wake Forest should be interesting. Hartman, I think maybe he'll be playing in this game. I thought he was before I before I jumped into it. Anyway, interesting. Mizzou's had tons of players hit the portal. Uh, it, interesting game, uh, but hey, it's football. It's football. Football's on TV. So there, yeah. there you go. Well, and, and right along those lines, and I got got a little bit of hate mail from our our good Baylor friend uh Ben uh but <laughs> Baylor's playing in that Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl against yeah. nine and three Air Force um yeah. playing Air Force is not a sexy game uh Baylor's probably not gonna be too excited about that and and you know the reason he's upset and I'll, I'll kind of drop in the next one it, it's the Oklahoma Bowl game so mm-hmm. despite Baylor beating OU and OU finished six and six on the year the the Sooners jumped several spots up the bowl level um, just because of brand name and who they are. And so Oklahoma ended up getting the Cheez-It Bowl against number 13 Florida State, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, again, OU's got a much bigger fan base. Baylor's a private school, and their, their fans just aren't just don't travel as well. So it makes sense from a bowl perspective, but it's still going to piss people off when, uh, when somebody jumps them in the bowl order. Well, hey, Jordan, maybe Ben should focus more on Air Force. Uh, running attack because Baylor's was ranked like 99th against the run or something. So uh, may- maybe you should worry about Air Force. In this game, played it TCU. Yeah, it is. That? that is correct. I think that, that's just hilarious. They'll play like your that. biggest rival school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, isn't that hilarious? So just a, anyway, just I thought all around slap in the face for the Bears. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, uh, but anyway, so you talked about OU, Florida State. Yeah, you wanna, you wanna, and, you and I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that down the line i don't I, i'm not i'm okay. not really excited about playing number 13 sure say with how sure. we look this year but yeah 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 gator bowl we've got south carolina versus notre dame according <laughs> to brett murphy this was one of the higher uh fought for games everybody wanted to play notre dame you know no surprise yeah. there yeah um sure. south carolina wins out and uh, they'll play that game um you know It'll be interesting. I mean, Notre Dame's starting quarterback, Drew Pine, is uh, in the portal. So, there, there you go on that. Yeah, go um, figure. So, that's probably good for Beamer because he's bringing everybody back, I'm sure, for this game. So, uh, good good vibes going for South Carolina on this one, I'd say. Yeah. Another one uh, – and this is one that OU was 
slated to maybe get into the guaranteed rate bowl. Um, mm. I was really hoping not to because it's a nine uh, fifteen start central mm-hmm. time. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a hard pass for me. I don't want to stay up that late, but yeah, especially for a game against six and six Wisconsin. But Oklahoma State gets that game. Um, again, we're going to be looking at the post Spencer Sanders era, so we'll see. We'll see what Rangel can do for the for the Cowboys. But Graham Mertz, starting quarterback for Wisconsin, also in the transfer portal. So um, I have a recurring theme here, Jordan. I'm, recurring I'm theme. telling you, this, there's a lot of starting quarterbacks in the portal right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, after that, you've got a uh, pretty interesting game, Texas versus Washington. Uh, that bowl game, it's, you know, Sark used to be at Washington, kind of interesting deal there. And this one will actually have their starting quarterbacks, believe so, that. Jordan. What an uh, exciting game. Quinn Ewers versus the Michael Penix Jr., uh, who announced uh, Monday that he is coming back, not going to the draft. I'm sure they dropped a, dropped a fancy bag on him to keep him. So, uh, he's uh, Michael, Michael Penix will be there playing. And, uh, yeah, so that, that one actually may be a pretty pretty decent matchup, Jordan. I, you know, I mean, that's a that's an exciting game yeah. in, the, in the old Alamo Bowl. The Alamo Bowl, though, is known for, like, those two teams that were vying for the conference championship but didn't make it, so they're all depressed when they play each other. And right. uh, So we'll see how this one goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll see well, how I think goes. We, we missed the very first bowl game of the group, and that's, you know, it's coming up on the 17th of December, and that's Florida or yeah. State. And, Wait, uh, hold on, Jordan. I thought they're supposed to get 15 bowl practices. How is Florida going to get 15 bowl practices <laughs> when they when they play on the 17th? I don't understand. I don't understand. That's 12 days, isn't it? I mean, I, on, I can't. Well, you know what? They didn't have to worry about conference championship week, so I'm guessing they got it in then. Yeah, 11 um, days. Excuse me, 11 days. Yeah. yeah, 11 days. Yeah, that's so. that's that's coming up pretty quick. But I mean, that's you know, it's Florida was six and six. Let's not let's not act yeah. like they were anything great. Um, but you know, it's a semi, it's a power five matchup against number 14, Oregon state of all things. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what Anthony Richardson's future looks like. No, he's not. He, he's announced he's going to the draft. Yeah. So, so he, he's not. And uh, I don't think Jalen Kitten is going to be starting for Florida. No, so. <laughs> probably not. He'll be maybe for like a prison league team or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Florida yeah. state penitentiary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I do not like Florida's chances in this game. Me either. Um, but <laughs> Me either. Yeah, that 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 is I think the very first SEC or Big Twelve uh, bowl game. Yeah. So. Yep. Then you got the uh, fancy named ReliQuest Bowl between Mississippi State and Illinois. Actually, pretty interesting matchup here between Brett Bielema and the Pirate. The Pirate is playing. At uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer Stadium, and Jordan, guess what? There's a freaking pirate ship there, man. He might he might actually man. coach on the pirate ship. I don't I don't know. I don't know how you can pick against Mississippi State when there's a pirate ship. No man. way, no way. But you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. Uh, will Rogers, I believe, will play. Illinois had a pretty good year, so they'll be without Ra Ra Thomas. Mississippi State will, but uh, pretty pretty good little game between two eight and four teams. Um, so I'm kind of excited to watch that one. Yeah. That's fair. Well, we do, and we do have three uh, Big 12 SEC matchups. So I guess I'll get to the the big one first. The Arkansas Razorbacks, Drew, mm-hmm. taking on the mighty Kansas Jayhawks. And, and, you know, you love the Jayhawks all year, been rooting for them. It's fun to watch them win. I, I don't feel like you're going to root for them in this one. No, no. But uh, hey, another game where both quarterbacks should play. Jalen Davis and KJ will be there. Um, I personally, Arkansas fans, I, I don't like it. I don't like the setup. Liberty Bowl is uh, 
dump stadium. It's usually freaking cold for this game. And Kansas has not been to a bowl game in a long time. They're going to be jacked up, and I just wonder if we're going to be licking our wounds. At this point, I don't know who KJ is going to throw to because we've had three wide receivers either yeah. for the NFL or go in the portal. So he may be throwing to uh, some walk-on receivers. But, hey, that's okay. We'll figure it out. And uh, But, hey, all joking aside, kind of a cool matchup. Kansas should be excited. Should be a good game for, for the casual fan, for sure. Yeah. Well, you, you guys earned that R on the name Kansas. There you go. So. Namesake game. Namesake, namesake ball. The namesake ball. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, another uh, another Big 12 SEC matchup. We got Texas Tech and Ole Miss. Uh, I, I actually think that's going to be a pretty solid game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a coin flip kind of game. But I think, again, it should be a game where we see starting quarterbacks for both teams and that's apparently the thing we have to get excited about these days. And that's, this the, is, that's the yeah. Tax Act Texas Bowl down in Houston. Yep. So, yeah, outside of the playoffs, this is this is maybe the best game. So, uh, two teams that should be at full strength. Tech is still pretty good offense. So, good game. Uh, flip side of that, one of the most maybe most boring game I'm over under in this game maybe seven points. Uh, Iowa versus Kentucky. Iowa Kentucky. So well, uh, this I one will make you. You know what? I love bowl games, Drew, and I love college football. I don't know that I can stomach to watch Iowa versus Kentucky in this one. Yeah, I, I'm not going to watch this one. Uh, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, this one makes me – gives me shivers, man. I'm telling you. It's uh, it's going to be ugly, and I don't know. Both starting quarterbacks probably aren't going to play, Levis and then whoever starts for, for Iowa. So, I just not a, not a fun game. Not yeah. a fun game. Well, start getting into the, to the bigger games. Again, the third uh, SEC Big 12 matchup, Alabama, K-State. Those Wildcats, they're scrappy, Drew. And, yep. you know, Bama's not the Bama of, of, of old, not the not the normal Alabama, but that should be a heck of a game. I think I think K-State puts up quite a fight. <clears throat> should be, should be an exciting game. game. Should be an exciting game. But the problem is they're going to be playing an Alabama team that more than likely does not have uh, Bryce Young. And so yep. that's a, you know, I mean, I'd be highly surprised if he winds up um, playing in that game. I mean, obviously, you know, he'd be risking quite a bit to play, I would think. Um, so, you know, um, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. This game looks great on paper, but maybe not once they play the actual game, it may not be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, then you got, you know, don't forget you got LSU-Purdue. Interesting game there between two teams that were almost – um, that, that went got just slapped in their conference. Slapped. Sideways. See how they both bounce back on that one. Um, so yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting game, I think. And um, Tennessee Clemson's a game that I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to. I, I keep forgetting that obviously Hooker's not playing, um, but maybe maybe a, maybe a month for Joe Milton. We'll give him a chance to be ready for this game. But it, with Klubnik Jordan, like we've said, this makes this game pretty darn exciting for sure. Yeah, and then that that line has just exploded since it first came out. Because I think Clemson was only favored by like three or four. It's mm-hmm. already up to seven. Um, and again, Tennessee rolling with Milton and the way Klubnik looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still like Clemson in that one. Um, we'll see. I, but yeah. definitely, definitely, I mean, that's number six versus number seven. So that's definitely a, a higher yeah. up game for sure. Yeah. And then we move into just the, the smaller games. Obviously, yeah. games that don't mean as much, you know. Um, so uh, the playoffs the games with the actual starters playing exactly, exactly. Georgia, 
Ohio State, TCU, Michigan. Um, so tell us, tell us what you think about TCU, Michigan, Jordan. I'd love to, I'd love to pick TCU, but man, Michigan, they are very, very legitimate this year. That offensive line's good. That defense is strong. Um, yeah, I, I, TCU will keep it close for a half, and I think, I think Michigan rolls them in the end, similar to the the Purdue game in the conference title. Yep, I think Georgia Ohio State's a great game, heavyweight fight. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba did opt for the draft, so he's not playing. Um, I and you know what, Drew? I I pray that that's just an injury issue, and he's like, no, I, I need too. to rehab it. Because if if we're really going to start seeing guys opt out of playoff mm. games to go mm. to the draft, that just that hurts my soul. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I think it's an injury related thing. So I, I really I really do, but. But anyway, it should be a great game. And listen, we're going to break into these games as they come up throughout the yep. weeks. Here, we're going to break into these and talk about them further. So if your team didn't get mentioned in the the brevity that you wanted to hear about it, right now, look, all all fairness, we don't know who the heck's going to play in these games, folks. So I mean, you know, we'll we'll find out more as the weeks come on. But we want to be able to talk uh, at least a little bit knowledgeably about these games. And right now, we just freaking can't, Jordan. We can't. No. We don't know. We don't know between, between the draft and the portal and yeah. And opt out. That, we'll, we'll see. But again, you know, I, we, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, tell you to enjoy the games this week, but it's only one Army Navy. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And if you've never watched Army Navy, I don't care about the records. I don't care that they're not, you know, in your conference. You need to watch Army Navy. It is a fun game to watch, especially because they play in the snow so often because of where it is in the time of year. But Army Navy is a, is a fun game to watch. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, uh, hey, the bowls may be different, but Jordan, and I'll say this in part, and we talked about it today, I am choosing, and I and I encourage you to do so as well, fans, don't look at the bowl games as primetime heavyweight matchups anymore. Look at them as a glimpse into the future and for guys that never get a chance to play. Let's see what they can do. Glorified scrimmages. There, there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, Drew, sign us off, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. Join us next week. Hey, give us your feedback on the naughty or nice list.